scripture reading today comes from Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. I chose this scripture reading today because I want to talk about the difference between conviction and condemnation. Because in my talking to people, I realized that this is an area of confusion for a lot of believers. And it's really important that you understand the difference so that the enemy cannot deceive you with some false idea of condemnation. But I did want to read that verse again and bring you um, particular attention to the fact that this verse in Romans chapter eight, starting with verse one, is often quoted by many in the church without the second part of the verse. So pay attention as I read this verse again in its entirety. Romans 8, chapter 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And here's the part that I really want to highlight. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So we know that for the believer, it is possible because we learned this in 1 John, even though many don't teach this in the church, but it is possible to live above sin in Jesus Christ because he died so that we he could send back his Holy Spirit to put it in those who would receive him so that we can walk out this life in the same way that he showed us when he walked the earthly life through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how he accomplished his ministry. That's how he walked out his life on earth. And so we have, we now have his Holy Spirit in us so that we can walk out his purposes in our own lives. And let me just go to John, the book of John, to give you a little bit more insight on that. So in John chapter 16, starting with verse 5, these are the words of Jesus to his disciples before he departs. And he says, but now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So we understand here that Jesus was expressing to his disciples the gift of the Holy Spirit that he would send back to them 
he couldn't send his spirit while he was still with them on earth because this was accomplished by his crucifixion, his death and burial, resurrection and ascension. Because when he went to the father and overcame death, he then was able to send his Holy Spirit back into the spirits of those who would believe on him and trust in him. And so this is how we get the conviction, the the Holy Spirit. He said in this passage, the role of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world of sin, but also to guide believers into all truth. So he is a comforter. He guides us into all truth and he reminds us of things that Jesus spoke. So it says in those verses that I just read that the Holy Spirit speaks what he has been given by the Father. So we know that when we have his Holy Spirit in us and we are tempted in any way that the Holy Spirit will immediately convict us of his word to re- to show us that this is not in alignment with his word. So if if we think about this as being conviction, I'm going to start by talking about conviction based on an experience that I had again this week. And the reason that I share my own vulnerabilities with you is that I want you to know that these things are things that every believer deals with. So we have an enemy. And we know that he is continually trying to trip us up. He is trying to catch us, to ensnare us in sin. And we are to be diligent and completely saturated in the word of God so that we recognize these attacks before we act on them. And so that's where the conviction comes in. And this week I had an opportunity to... This was actually illustrated in my life this week. We received a notification from our homeowners association saying that we needed to submit a site plan for walls that we put up when we did our renovation and that we didn't submit. My husband and I didn't realize we had to submit our new fencing and and we actually built a wall on either side of our home to give us privacy and and um, to protect anyone from entering our backyard because we have a pool. So anyway, we exchanged a chain link fence for a wall and we didn't realize that we had to submit these plans to the homeowners association. And so we did this, we made these walls six and a half feet tall. And then later after we built the walls, we found out that walls are only to be six and six feet tall. So we extended the wall height by six inches without knowing. And so we get this letter from the Homeowners Association this week asking for a retroactive site plan that includes those walls and to specify how high they are and what the material is that they're made of. And when my husband first mentioned this to me, I said, oh, well, don't tell them they're six feet tall. And later, like really quickly after I got off the phone with my husband, uh, the Holy Spirit convicted me and I realized that's a lie. So we can't lie, right? I mean, if we're a believer, we are called to be above reproach in all things. And that might seem like a little silly thing to those people in the world, but we are called to be lights in this world. People are looking at us as an example of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And our lives are to be above reproach. So I called my husband back and I said, we can't lie. 
we have to just be honest and and say that we built these walls six and a half feet tall and let the you know let the lord fight our battle because it was an unintentional mistake and so anyway that i wanted to use that example because immediately as i realized it was a lie the by the guidance of the holy spirit that's in me i had a choice to make i could say yes lord i agree that sin i can't do that or i could have chose to not listen to the conviction of the holy spirit and gone into sin. And remember, I think it's in James where where James writes about how no one falls into sin. We deliberately choose sin because we know that we have a Holy Spirit who will always convict us of the right thing to do. And in that moment, we have a choice. We choose to either align our will and our actions with the word of God or we choose to disobey that spirit that's within us. And that's where the conviction comes in. But it's up to us to say, no, I'm going to capture that thought immediately. And I'm going to agree with God that that's sin. And we are, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie in this case. So I want to distinguish the conviction that I experienced with condemnation, because I see a lot of Christians get into condemnation over something they've done in the past, or maybe they have committed to sin, they've known it's sin, and instead of bringing it to the light of the Lord and his cleansing, because if we read 1 John 1, 9, we know that even if we sin, we can bring that sin, we confess it before the Lord, and he forgives us and also cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So we don't need to carry that. And the enemy would want you to carry the the burden of that sin and that becomes condemnation so conviction is always for the purpose of awakening your your spirit to the truth so that you can come into agreement with god's word whereas condemnation gets you feeling oppressed heavy you feel burdened with this sin god doesn't want us to be in bondage that is bondage so in the sense of condemnation if you are feeling condemnation for anything that you have done in your past, I want you to go right now to the word, 1 John 1, 9. I want you to read that verse. I want you to receive that promise. And I want you to give this sin to God and know that when you turn to him, now this means that you don't continue in the sin because repentance actually means you turn away from that thing and you turn back to God, back to alignment with his word, his truth, his commands. We want to turn back to the way of the Lord and not the way of the flesh. When you do that and you receive his forgiveness and cleansing, you do not carry that one more second. Do not allow the enemy to put that in your mind ever again. In fact, when the thought comes up, you can immediately say, no, I am cleansed and I am forgiven by the blood of Jesus. I will not take that condemnation. I hope that's helped you today to know the difference between conviction and condemnation and that it helps you to walk in the grace and freedom of his love and not bondage in Jesus name. Amen.